Ken Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a getaway day. It's a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, we're with you for the next couple of hours, and we appreciate you spending at least some of that period of time with us as we talk sports with you. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, we will, first of all, uh, talk to our friends at Heartland College Sports. Matt Postens uh, was one of the many that represented the uh, the website in Dallas last week. We will get his thoughts on some of the other teams in the Big 12. Done a lot on Iowa State. I'm sure that'll come up in the conversation. But focus on some of the other nine schools. Well, eight. Kansas didn't make it. Uh, that made their way. Uh, it's not funny. They had uh, airplane trouble. But it's Kansas, it's Kansas football, yeah. right? Uh, so Matt Poston's at 1030. Wednesday means David Kaplan will join us at 1105. Chris Bryant was pulled from the game last night in the middle of the baseball game. I don't know, a lot of you didn't see it. Um, I didn't. Read about it. Watching the game six of the NBA. But Bryant was pulled. Um, hamstring precaution. That's not how they worded it. It was kind of... Um, Oh, it didn't seem like he was, he's not going to lose a leg. Yeah, put right. it that way. Yeah, uh, it seems like you know maybe maybe that's it. Is it is it precautionary why he was coming out of the game? So we'll talk to Cappy about that and more uh, on Chicago Sports when it uh, when he joins us at eleven oh five, and then Tom Cakert going to move him up. Uh, on the uh, on the rotation here today as Friday, the Iowa media will be busy as the Iowa football team will be one of the teams in the spotlight at Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis on Friday. So Caker today kind of previewing what he expects. Hamstring fatigue. Fatigue? His, his hamstring was tired. I, I have that problem every single day of my life. Yeah, I'm not sure that um, I've heard that from it. Maybe we have. Maybe, right, uh, yeah. Who knows? But it just seems like uh, they're protecting an asset. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Uh, well, it's, it's, as it's they no should. Sh- as they should. It's no shock he's going to be. Uh, if not the next one moved, certainly he's going to be moved before the trade deadline, one would assume. All right, so let's get into last night mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just a coronation of Giannis and the game that he put together. Um, I was of the belief that the Phoenix Suns could not fall down early in this game and mount a comeback with the fans going crazy with the championship on the line, the trophy in the building. To the Suns' credit, not only did they come back from that, what was it, 14, 16, 12? 16, I want to say. 16, I think it was, right? Came back and actually took a lead and held a lead into the third quarter. Um, But then uh, the Bucks and Giannis and company just took over. And Middleton's basket with... Roughly a minute left in the game. I think it's four at that time. It felt like, okay, uh, this thing is is undecided at this point. We've seen a lot of uh, games change hand in the final minute. But when Middleton hit that shot, 58 seconds left in the game, seemingly, at least to, to put the lead up back up to six with less than a minute, it felt like Phoenix was going to run out of minutes. It did. And a game and another game where Phoenix 
had the opportunities right after coming roaring back from that deficit, the lead at halftime. It felt like things were trending for a long time, that that's what we were going to get. But we saw one of the most epic performances mm-hmm. in an NBA Finals from Giannis, a yep. guy that the story's incredible. And started playing basketball in 2008. Started playing basketball. That's the start of it right, right. there. I mean, just that part, living on the streets of Greece, his mm-hmm. mom working on the streets, selling anything that yeah, she could right. just to try to make ends meet. Feed the family. Just those kind of stories. And then a relatively unknown you see these glimpses, but these grainy video clip highlights that you're seeing, and yeah, it kind of looks good, but what does it mean? You know, this 17-year-old long, lean dude. But he filled out. And he grows three inches. Right. Who grows three inches when they're 19? Yeah, the pictures, the side-by-side pictures, uh, uh, before and after, if you will, that was, um, and is that he, got your attention. How, how, much, how much more do you think he weighs now? Oh, from God. when he was seventy pounds, eighty pounds, uh, heart, and it's all good weight. Let's, right, let's yeah. be honest, it's uh, not cheeseburgers, right? I, I I don't know the answer, Trent, but but there's a lot, and um, he might have been six eight one eighty five when he was drafted, mm-hmm. and now he's seven feet two sixty. He's got to be with long, long, long arms. Yes, he's unstoppable when he gets underneath the basket like mm-hmm. that. God, he's fun to watch. He's fun to listen to. Yes, he's hard not to root for. He uh, truly is. Unless you're a hardcore, I don't know. I'm not even sure you can root for him at that. How can you hate this guy? Right. There's guys that are easy to hate. There's there's lots of them. There's guys, and the NBA as a product, it can be very difficult to root for people. I hate. What the NBA has morphed into for a lot of players. The Kevin Durant. You know my thoughts on Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. I despise the guy. And I hate him because he takes the easy way out. He is too talented to continually take the easy way out. And he's done it two different times in his career. The Warriors titles, those are real titles to me. And if we... Well, Trent, this is not a super team. I'm glad you started down that path because Mm -hmm. this is something... This is rare, what Milwaukee did. This is what I love to see. This Uh gives hope to fans that are T-Wolves fans. Great point. Yes. This gives hope that in this league mm-hmm. it can happen. Now you got to get lucky, sure, and it's not just that kind of luck. And and Giannis wasn't a lottery pick. No, he was not a lottery pick. He's on the fringes, but yeah, you got to get he's lucky in the mid teens. Yeah. yeah, and then you need to have Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. You know how many points Chris Middleton averaged at Texas A and M? I don't remember. He didn't even average eighteen. It was like thirteen a game. Is that right? He's there for three years, wow. but he built himself into one of the top. Certainly 20 players mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis, the role that he plays coming off the bench. Making the trade for Drew Holiday. Yeah. When he wasn't some people, good offensively last night, but he you know what he he did he what a, he needed to and do. He made it hard a, on Chris Paul. He did. All series. Yeah, all series long, and he had his game. What was it, game five that yep. he was so damn good offensively and defensively? Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez was terrific. Yeah. Uh Connaughton, um didn't score a lot, but um It's a bit big threes. Um, yeah. Including in game five. Connaughton, without him, yeah. It's not a deep team. No, it's not. But you had the pieces that Mm -hmm. they need. Is there an asterisk next to this? No. Put one there, I don't care. Because for me, they won it. Yes. And they had the injury. Yeah, 10 years from now, nobody's going to remember that they they beat a team that had injuries to get to where they are. Giannis missed two games. Two games. And they still won the championship. Right. The MVP. They had seven turnovers in the first quarter yesterday and had a 13-point lead. They had a 13-point lead and turned the ball over seven times, which is ridiculous in the end. How many did they finish with? 
Well, they cut it back down, but uh, they didn't. 18 was the number. But seven of those in the first 12 minutes, and they're up 13. I think the guys were a little tight last night, because that was certainly my takeaway. Yeah. Wide I, open I shots, so. including the first one of the game from Chris Paul. Hey, let's stop right there, because Chris Williams made a brilliant play in this contest yes. that you guys were in. He had he He knew that he had one chance to win this thing, and good for you, Chris Williams. Mm-hmm. Because, he had like 80 bucks left in his account. And he put it all on Chris Paul to make the first basket of the game. And he had a look. That was as anticipated of a first minute of an NBA game that I've had Oh, it's, it's someone in the contest? Yes. And all of Chris's followers that yes. were following along yeah. with him? That was a brilliant play on his part it wasn't just i'm gonna take the sons of the money line that's what i did mm-hmm. to get back it was i'm gonna take the shot of i all need shots. to hit the lottery yes and you figure uh-huh. who's gonna get the ball right away uh-huh. chris paul certainly coming off the game five performance he's going to take the shot wide open oh flying 18 20 feet or yeah. something like that and oh, how many of those shots has that dude made in his yes. life and it would have put basically a thousand dollars in the account for chris right and a trophy in his rec room. Clawing. Oh, man. So, Smool wins, wins the Bet Rivers contest. Yeah, so I think you guys are out, right? You guys got to retire. No football I'm contest. Done. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you guys won I don't two have any more room in my office oh, to put these God, trophies, Trent. Knock it off. You, you got plenty of room in there. So, you got the hockey and the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Smool's got NCAA tournament yep. and NBA. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have, like, a Champions League, just you versus him? Well, I'm... He, I, I click on his Twitter profile, mm-hmm. and he mentions something, the fact that he's into horse racing. Okay. That sings right to your heartstrings right there. <laughs> I kind of got a little bit of a background in it myself, so maybe we'll settle it amongst the two. I don't know, but good for him, yes. and good for Bet Rivers. And he uh, was down to his, his last 170 bucks And clawed his way back into it. And decided to double down at that point. Instead mm-hmm. of waiting until you know that account... Think about it. If you're in one of these contests... And your account is down to fifty bucks. You got to double up how many times just to get back and give mm-hmm. yourself a chance. But if you do it when you're down to 170, like he did, he was right back in it. He yeah. was right on my heels right after that. Even with my nickel and diamond and getting lucky on my hundred one shot, it wasn't enough. And I never had a good feel betting wise of this NBA Finals. I just I never felt comfortable. Never thought that I had a good read on things, and well, certainly that played well, out. Well, who saw Milwaukee winning four straight? No, to, to especially after those first two. Right, exactly. I mean, I, I don't think anybody saw this coming, but good for the Bucks and great for their fans. The Deer oh. District, how about those shots mm-hmm. uh, from the drone flying over top of it and showing that 65,000 people was Is that the what estimate? Wow. 65,000 people outside. Plus, what, 20,000 or so inside? Mm -hmm. So glad they were able to clinch it at home in front of their home fan base. And this is a guy who had an 18 to 1 future ticket on Phoenix. You know, I hedged yeah. in the contest in the in the MediaCom contest that you and I are in, but that's smart. Yes, I mean, um, guarantee yourself a profit. Guaranteed myself a profit, but man, oh man, Milwaukee! I love the story. Mm-hmm. How how can you root against them? Right, you just simply can't. You know who was good yesterday, and and deserves a little bit of airtime in the game. I'm guessing that very few of us sat down in front of our TV and said, you know what, Frank Kaminsky is going to go off in this game. <laughs> right. I didn't have that, no. Right. I didn't have that. He was good Yeah, in the minutes he was forced to play. And we had talked Productive. yesterday. When we were talking with Sean Devaney, I brought up You made Yard. the point, you're 100% Sorry. right. That, at the time, eh, big deal. Right. But it hurt. It did. Yep. 
And Comiskey, if he could have given that kind of effort throughout, I don't know if you trust him, though, in the beginning. And that's the problem. Right. I mean, he just never had it. So if you would have pushed that button, that's what makes these these playoffs, and just in general. you know. And I mentioned you know, putting the asterisk there and, and people wanting to do that. Look at NBA history. Look at, you can break down year after year. I had that tweet, what, a week or so ago, and like the last nine NBA champions, there was some major mm-hmm. injury that happened mm-hmm. on their path there yeah. in order for it to, quote-unquote, open up. Well, look we, at Phoenix's path to get to where they were. They had they were fortunate. Banged up Lakers team. No question. Take on the Nuggets yeah. without Jamal Murray. Right. And then the Clippers without Kawhi. Right. Yeah, pretty good. No, and it has, look at sports, mm-hmm. and injuries are a huge part of it. Yeah. And I keep hearing about next man up, so I don't want to hear about any asterisks. Do, do we hear about this in the Super Bowl? No. We don't. But for whatever reason, the NBA, it seems like it comes up more than any other sport. Hockey, guess. who you got lower leg injury. I mean, you know, that guys. That guy on broken legs are playing. <laughs> yeah. A torn ACL, and he's still out there trying to skate around. Right. And you never hear about that, but the NBA. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe a shorter bench. Yeah. Perhaps. Uh, Cameron Payne was terrific. Look, Cameron Payne single-handedly kept that team in the basketball game early. He was incredibly effective. What did he finish with? Finish with, I, you know what, Trent? He finished with 10. I think he had those 10 in the first 15 minutes of the game. He was allowed 10, wasn't it? It really was. <laughs> I mean, because Milwaukee thought, I thought that they were going to run away with this game. But Cameron Payne had other ideas. He was terrific. Mentioned Comiskey. Uh, so we're giving praise. Uh, let's take a minute out of here and, and talk about Devin Booker, mm-hmm. who really struggled with the exception of what one game. Didn't he have 40 something yeah. after a couple of disappointing performances? Um, Booker was not good. Booker was 0 for 7 from the three beyond the three point line uh, yesterday. Not one of his better games by a long shot. After back to back 40 percent and a boatload of turnovers too. He did 0 for 7, but yeah, 40 points in game five, mm-hmm. 42 in game four. Of course, both of those though in a losing effort. And you know, I I was watching Chris Paul and watching him play and. Knowing there's something off, right? No, I wonder when we're going to find out. Hand, wrist, whatever yeah. it is. I think he's also got to be a little careful. I mean, if... As far as to play that card? Right. You know how it'll go. Mm-hmm. For a guy that has this moniker as mm-hmm. playoff loser. Right. If it comes out right away today, or even last night, if it would have came out. Oh, yeah, he's got a something above a sprain, you know, and they come up with a term. We talked about hamstring fatigue. Right. It's something like that. That It's not a broken wrist. You know, it's not... He's banged up. Mm-hmm. And to play that too quickly. But if we find out here in three weeks, actually the day after he had surgery, dot, dot, dot. Right. I think that's the way that you play that. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate, again, that you have to do that. But mm-hmm. that's a reality. In a league that is so star-driven, that personality ma- matters in and how your legacy goes. And that's Chris Paul at this point in his career who has done so much that yep. he has to worry about it. Yep. I think that's just the reality of this league. He's going to be part of that long, long list of some of the best players to ever play their respective sport that didn't get that championship. Mm-hmm. And it certainly, I mean, Chris Paul will be 38 next year. Um, I don't know what Phoenix is going to do. They need help in the middle. And I don't or do they I mean Giannis is just yeah he's just on a different level if there was a higher league he would be in it well and they have to worry about certainly getting through the west what are the retooled Lakers mm-hmm. going to look like mm-hmm. and when they get to the, if they get back to the finals is it going to be the Bucks there or is the healthy Nets mm-hmm. who should have throttled that Bucks team and they almost did down two guys mm-hmm. 
down two of their stars. Harden played, but we knew it wasn't yeah, the real no, James Harden. Near, right. Yeah. And he threw Kyrie out there, and we saw just how good the little bit that they were healthy this year. They're still got to be prohibitive favorites. Well, I'm going I would to guess. think so. Yeah. yeah, they were the favorites, uh, you know, throughout the season this year. Um, boy, that was good. The NBA championship, the playoffs are. You and I don't watch it at all during the regular season. Yeah. There's just too much else going on, right? That we need to talk about because those other things move the needle. The NBA doesn't, but once it gets to the playoffs, this is a really good playoff format. It's a it's spectacular uh, sport, um, and these guys are. They're as gifted athletically as, as as any sport. We saw it again this series. And now we get back to a normal schedule going forward for the NBA. Yeah, fast turnaround. It is. And on top of it, I, I'm still so surprised that the three guys, Middleton, Booker, and Holiday, are going to play with the Olympic team. Yeah, they're all going over. I'm surprised, too. I, I could see Holiday going um, Booker after this. The broken nose, uh, everything broken else. Broken heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Holiday, yeah, that makes sense. And uh-huh. they certainly need point guard help. Right. I mean, they, they'd be begging for him to come over even if he was on the fence. But Middleton, after what he's gone mm-hmm. through, he's an older guy too, you know, in his 30s now. Yeah, that one, head-scratching, but Team USA, they need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so does the soccer team, the women's soccer. Well, I woke up to that news. Trent, I was shocked. I mean, this team never loses. And not only to get beat by Sweden, who's really good. They're the fifth-ranked team in the yeah. world, apparently. But beat 3 nothing. Nobody saw that coming. Not at all. Nobody saw that Could coming. have made a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Uh, team USA, the men's basketball team, 12.5 point favorites against France. And when is that game? Today? That is Sunday morning, 5 a.m. Pacific. Wow. Going to guess, hopefully, I'll have that ticket beforehand. If not, <laughs> getting there up to the counter, 455. Well, well, don't forget. Some, you, yeah, some, you can't bet on your phone. Right, right. Because once you get out, well, I'm guessing. You know, that's... Um, we can't get phone service in the air anyways. Mm-hmm. But when you're flying, how does the uh, geofencing know that you're crossing from Iowa outside of right. the state? It's a good call. Yeah. So for like the apps that are out there, mm-hmm. so say, all right, I got my DraftKings account, and they're also in Nevada. Yeah. Do I have to download the, a different yes. app that yeah. is Nevada-based? Totally different. And you can't use your and Iowa my money account. that is in my Iowa account doesn't transfer It does over. not. Okay, now I'm reevaluating a few things. Makes sense, though, right? Sure. I mean, it's too- I mean, but you know what? You can go to the counter where, wherever yeah. you want to do, and you can sign up and instantly. But once you leave the state of Nevada, that money stays in your Nevada account. So Just, well, do it the old way. Get out of your chair. Yes. Walk to the counter. Yeah, I love Reach that in too. your pocket. Mm-hmm. Right. Got the cash there, and you're ready to. I'm. It's the only right time I have with. cash in my pocket when I'm in Nevada. Yeah. I mean, I never use cash anymore. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. And I can remember. It wasn't too many years ago. Oh, I'm going to say, I don't know, 2008, 2009, going to a Casey's, and I didn't have a debit card, but my wife did, and I got to the gas, and I had to phone her. I'm technology challenged, folks. I'm really clueless. Okay, now what do I do? Just to get gas. Just to figure, I couldn't figure it out. Oh, no. Because I pay with, I pay with, you know, cash my whole life. And look how far you've come. Look how far I've come. I've got apps on my phones, and I'm using my debit card. We know you love futures. I do. Do you have any circled before you get there that you're going to? Well, I've already bet played on. a bunch of my accounts. No, you I have. had all that Bet Rivers money just burning a hole in my account, <laughs> so I've got the Jets already at forty to one to win the cup next year. Again, you love you love betting your team every year, every I, single year. Are every you going to get also a ticket, a souvenir ticket to have out there though? No, that's no. what I'm, I always like to do. I always throw. 
five bucks on the Hawkeyes to win the national championship mm-hmm. just to have the ticket. Yeah. And I had one in 2009, and as they were eight, yeah. nine and oh, right. I was getting excited because I think they were like 250 to one, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I had 10 bucks on it. But just to have that souvenir ticket, obviously cash it in and. I would definitely get a good photocopy of that one if it ever came to fruition. Well, my other, yeah, I don't blame you, my, and I will too. Uh, my my other big plays, I'm all over the uh, AFC North. AFC I North. think Cincinnati's going to be way better than most folks believe they're going to be. Their okay. win total is six and a half, and I, conversely, I think the Steelers are going to stink. Mm-hmm. And I've had this opinion for months, and I've got under eight and a half with them. Um, so I'm kind of already all set on this yeah. futures market, but I love it. I'm sure we'll find. You gonna bet the Broncos to win the Super Bowl? I, you know, you know what I bet them. I bet them to make the playoffs. Oh, those are fun, aren't they? I love and those got a pretty bets. good price at a buck sixty. Buck sixty. So, so we shall see. All right, Miller and Condon uh, coming up. We're going to speak with Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. Look forward to speaking with him. Tom Caker, we're going to move him ahead into the rotation here. He will uh, join the fray 11.30-ish. Once we get through with the cap man, who's on at 11.05. Chris Bryant, is there is there something nefarious to him coming out with hamstring fatigue? Is this legitimately protecting an asset? Uh, last night, did the, uh, did the front office um, did the front office alert David Ross to get him out of the game. Um, we 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 shall see. It's um, it, it wouldn't be a surprise at all if that's what they're doing. They're protecting the asset. Will it be in the lineup tonight? ESPN's got the game seven o'clock. If you uh, ESPN TV has the game, let's get to John. He wants to chime into the program. John Miller and Condon, what's on your mind? Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know that I have a DraftKings account. I live in Maryland. Um, which isn't even legal here, but I go... Well, it will be soon, will it not? Well, it's technically legal. They just haven't gotten it through the state uh, legislature. But um, I use my DraftKings account in Jersey, PA, West Virginia. No problems. You do? Well, that's news to me. I, I, I was under the impression once you leave the state... You're you're you shut you're shut down, and you're. I don't want you to say again what company you're using, um, but you've you've had any any state whether whether sports. So have you been to a state and used your account in in a state where sports wagering isn't legal? No, so it will let, if it's not legal in that state, it won't let you use. It. Okay, if it's legal, you're good to go. I log in the same way. Yeah. It pops up, knows I'm in a legal state, and lets me wager. Well, then I apologize. Yeah. I, I had this completely wrong. Um, I thought once you leave your state, you're shut down. Unless I was different, but and it could be. You know, yeah. you're talking kind of different state rules. John, thanks for the uh, thanks for the heads up. Appreciate it. Now, but Maryland, I thought Maryland passports wagering. Did they not? They've passed it, but they have they have not really implemented it yet. Gotcha. So, so they're still working on the regulations, etc.? Yeah. Good stuff. Hopefully by football season, we'll see. Well, I guarantee you that the sports wagering companies want to get it done mm-hmm. by football season. John, thanks for the call. I what? appreciate it. Uh, RJ is next. RJ, uh, are you going to um, fill us in any more on this geofencing? Yeah, so I live in Iowa and I have um, there's uh, uh, but I go to Illinois pretty often. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I use DraftKings. It's the same account, same everything. The only thing that I know that it's a little different, so if it's a state that doesn't allow you to register online, yeah. you, ha- you still have to go to a casino. You can't, 
you have to register in each state, but you can use the same account. Okay, so you can use your money. You can use your money. Your money. So the wallet transfers. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like William Hill, they have different accounts for each state or different apps for each state. Yep. But like DraftKings or FanDuel, you can sign up, or when you're signed up for them, you just have to register in that state through a casino. That um, gotcha. Through a casino, so you could do it online if they offer it. But if like Illinois right now doesn't offer online sign up, so if you were they only did it for a little bit during right. COVID. So if you go there now and you haven't registered, you have to go to a casino to register. Which is but, a, um, a com- yeah. yeah, complete pain in the you know what. RJ, thanks for the uh, info. I appreciate it. Uh, so Mark Morehouse was mm-hmm. in the hockey contest I was in. Yeah. And he's now an Illinois resident. He right. lives across the river. And he would have to come back. Oh, really? To make his plays in the contest. Huh. Now, if he would have opened... Uh, Bet Rivers, Illinois account, though. Well, you would have had to go to a casino to do that. Right. And was the closest one from Galena? I don't know the answer. No to clue that. on that one, but he would have been able to do that. Well, here's what I'm going to do, Trent. <laughs> um, at 310 Pacific, yeah. <laughs> when the plane touches down. Well, and also remember, DraftKings and FanDuel, they're both not in Nevada. Nevada has no fantasy. Has no fantasy, and with that, they have not allowed their sports books to operate right. in Nevada. So our DraftKings account, I have a FanDuel one that it's got a couple bucks in it. Those ones won't be available. But yeah, I'll pop open and mm-hmm. see if Bet Rivers works. See mm-hmm. if what else do I got? Points Bet. I don't know if they're in Nevada either. But it's going to be for some playing around. We're going to have fun stories when we come back on Monday for you betters. Right. Well, here's the thing I do know. that When I was um, forced, not forced, when I had to move out there in 2013. (laughs) Sounds like you're at gunpoint. Yeah, I just didn't like living in Vegas. It's just, it's not Iowa. I love Iowa. Um, So in 2013, I like to bet the horses on my account. Mm -hmm. And you can't in Nevada. You can't, and there's it's legal in forty something states, yeah. but not Nevada. That's crazy. They want you to go to the books to bet on your horses. So I had two accounts. One of them I made it through the whole way without getting shut down. One of them found out and shut me down. Anyways, we'll find out tomorrow. Thank you uh, for the info on the uh, mm-hmm. on, on those two calls because we try to be accurate. As difficult as that is for us sometimes. All right, time for us to uh, to go for the green here on KXNO. Right now is your chance to win $1,000 by texting the keyword LOVE to 200-200. That's LOVE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Speaking of love and speaking of Las Vegas, I think the shows, and I'm not. I'm guessing you and I won't have time to go to a, to a Cirque show. Yeah. Love is my favorite show in Las Vegas. Cindy and I have probably seen it three different times. Oh, really? From three different parts of the of the auditorium or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's and I'm not a I was never a huge Beatles fan. Oh really? Growing up I liked See, because I've heard you talk about love before and I figured it's well, phenomenal. You just gotta be a big Beatles fan and it makes sense. Um I've seen we've seen most of the uh most of the Cirque shows. They're all really good in their uh, in their own right. Mm-hmm. But love is just spectacular and I think that um if they haven't started, they're getting set to start back up. And shows are such a big deal in Las Vegas. Yes. They really are. Now, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 100 bucks to get a decent seat at any, but it's entertaining as hell. It is. It really is. You there know? hasn't been a time that I walked away saying, 
Yeah, I wonder wouldn't have done that. Yeah, right. Look, you're gonna in the two hours you're in the show or the ninety minutes, you're probably gonna throw throw a gallop through a ninety or hundred bucks in slots, anyways. (laughs) May as well get some entertainment out of it rather than sitting and meaninglessly pushing a button. I have uh, over. I've lost that much on a craps table in seconds. Right, doesn't take long. No, get a couple hours entertainment. Not bad. Uh, Miller and Condon coming up on ten thirty. It's a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KX and Owen one hundred six point. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, uh, David Kaplan will be here to kick things off. Chris Bryant pulled from the game in the fifth inning last night. Uh, hamstring fatigue sounds like protecting an asset uh, more than anything. We'll ask Cappy about that. The Bears as well. Matt Poston's momentarily mm-hmm. before that. Did you see the story of the, um, of the Chicago Bears fan who was shot in Chicago, mm-hmm. I think over the weekend, um, certainly recently, and when he's uh, going, when he's in the ambulance, he wanted to live because he wanted to see Justin Fields play quarterback for the Bears. And Fields heard about that uh-huh. and caught up with him, met up with him, wow. and gave him a jersey. That's this guy's going to be a really popular dude in your city. Let's hope so. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll see, right? He hasn't yeah. played a game yet. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports joined the program. He's a busy guy. Uh, covers the Big 12. Also Dallas, the Cowboys as well, and the Mavericks. I'm sure the Cowboys will come up at some point uh, in this. Uh, but I want to start with basketball, Matt, before we get in. And thank you, as always, for coming on. Um, before we get into Big 12 Media Days and recapping that a little bit, because uh, you wrote, a, I, th- I thought, a really good piece on Cade Cunningham, who is going to be the overall number one pick. Uh, it's Detroit. There's better places to be in the NBA in the winter months, let's face it. But uh, what kind of NBA career uh, do, do you think Cunningham is going to uh, going to have? I, for one, can't wait to see it unfold. Yeah, I, I think he's going to have a high-quality NBA career. I'm not prepared to call him a guy that's going to be elite in five or six years. But, I mean, you know, one, one scout called him, you know, the most – complete player he's seen in a long time. And um, I hear a lot of people talking about his ceiling not being that high. Well, that just means he's really well-developed right now. I mean, he he could have gone to the NBA last year and been productive. Let's just put it that way. He didn't need to go to college. He had to go to college in order to get to the NBA. He had to do one year at Oklahoma State. If he had gone straight to the NBA from Montverde, I think he probably would have been a top 60, top 70 scorer in the NBA last year. Uh, If you look at his numbers right now, I made this point in the article, they're already top 50 numbers across the board if he had put those numbers up in the NBA last year. So he can go into Detroit and make an impact right away. And the great thing about that team is they're really young. They've got a lot of quality pieces. Jeremy Grant's about to play in the Olympics. They had two all-rookie players last year, so they're young, and they have a chance to develop develop, uh, as a team. And as we saw with Oklahoma State last year, Kate Cunningham can go in and change the culture and make that team that much better. He's got that opportunity. He's a big-time player. And speaking of basketball in Oklahoma State, Cunningham, the connections with the staff, okay, big deal. But they're doing a good job on the recruiting trail. And when he got that job at Oklahoma State, I wasn't sure. Dude's a heck of a coach. Oklahoma Mm -hmm. State looks like a program certainly going to continue to rise up the ranks. This wasn't just a one-year blip with Cunningham in my mind. How about you? 
No, I don't think so. Um, I think Cunningham certainly accelerated all of those players' development that are coming back uh, next year. But, you know, they brought in uh, the five-star kid who transferred in from Kansas. They just brought in another uh, 6'10 kid uh, who could help them on the glass. Uh, they, they haven't recruited anybody this year. They don't have a recruiting class uh, because they didn't have a lot of scholarships to give. Uh, but they're already out there uh, pounding the pavement for 2022 and 2023. And, you know, Mike Boynton is using that um, experience with Cade Cunningham to get players more interested in coming to the program. So I don't see Oklahoma State going away anytime soon. Uh, they just threw $3 million a year at Mike Boynton. I don't see him going away nope. anytime soon either, unless there's just a job out there that he really wants down the line. But they've they've secured his future, and they feel very confident in Mike Boynton and his ability to lift that program up to a – a level that they haven't seen since Eddie Sutton. Uh, interesting. Uh, yep, uh, can't wait. It's going to be fun, but we got football before that. And, you know, let's go back. Uh, you I'll Take it wherever you want. Uh, just a, a couple of uh, things that stood out uh, from Big 12 Media Days to you, Matt Postens. Well, I think number one, you know, TCU seems to feel really good about itself uh, going into this season. Um, you know, Gary Patterson talked a lot about the chemistry on this team and comparing it to the chemistry of the 2010 Rose Bowl team. And that's a that's a big leap right there when you think about what that team did in terms of putting the program on the map. It was probably the single biggest thing that got the Big 12 interested in them in terms of bringing them into the conference. Um, you know, they've, they've got a lot of good pieces coming in. You had a chance to talk to Max Duggan. Uh, he likes his development in the offseason. Uh, O'Shawn Mathis, their defensive end, uh, he's, you know, he's talking like that defense is really primed and ready to go. So... You know, they're, they're going to be a team that, if that chemistry is the way Gary Patterson thinks it is, uh, they could end up being a dangerous part of this conference race. And, you know, the other thing that I really kind of took away from uh, media days was just, you know, everybody talking about, you know, just the sense of normalcy of this offseason, you know, not having to, you know, deal with COVID protocols as much, having players on campus, you know, having summer strength and conditioning workouts, you know, everybody being able to engage in what they would consider to be a normal offseason, everybody feels like going into the season they feel, you know, 200 times better than they felt going into the season last year just because of just that ability to get their hands on players and, and help them with their development. With that, you mentioned those protocols. A little bit surprised, I guess, that they're talking about forfeiture. If you are at a place where your offensive line is decimated, there's not there. I mean, more than anything, do you think this is just Bullsby and, and the rest of the athletic directors and everybody else trying to flex their muscles saying, just get the vaccine, I, let's I get do. past that? Really is it do. as simple as that? I, I I could see that certainly being a strategy. I mean, I think uh, Greg Sankey said yep. that um, four of the 14 SEC teams were 85% vaccinated at this point. Um, you know, vaccination was a question that came up time and again. Oshaw Mathis was... You know, kind enough to share with all of us the, that he had been vaccinated already. So, um, but he, I heard a lot of kids talking about you know being a personal decision, and and obviously it is. But we're also talking about you know institutes of higher education where if you're a student, you have to be vaccinated against certain things in order to actually get into that school. So, given everything that's happened the last six seven months, to me, if you haven't been vaccinated yet then this is just me personally, then then honestly, that's on you at this point. Um, but I, I do think that there's a level of muscle flexing here by the conferences saying, we don't want to forfeit games. We want to have a full season. We don't want a team to have to forfeit a conference game due to COVID. 
just go ahead and get the vaccine. Yeah, we're going to hear that from Kevin Warren. I would be shocked if that's not one of the first things out of his mouth when uh, he addresses Big Ten media days uh, coming up. Uh, I want to get your take on Iowa State just from uh, what you what you heard from them in a, in a second. But one of my takeaways from reading it and and watching some of the coverage. Um, it seems like West Virginia is kind of that, you know, if you're looking for a real dark horse team, you know, a team that's picked in the middle of the pack, uh, that there's some West Virginia love out there. Did you sense that? Yeah, I did. And I think that they're an interesting team because they they feel like they're well-balanced, even though they lost a little bit more on defense than they, they did on offense. I feel like they're a pretty well-balanced team. I think that team seems to have a lot of confidence in what Neil Brown has brought to the table in terms of how he's building that program. And, you know, I, I get the sense that you know, it, it, they're they're starting to reach a point where, you know, all of those guys are Neil Brown's guys. And, you know, when you get to year three, year four, uh, and the head coach is pretty much responsible for all the talent that's there at West Virginia – um, you know, you kind of feel like good things are ahead. And, you know, this is a program that right now is recruiting well. They just remade their locker room. I don't know if you guys saw that on social media yesterday, but they have completely redone their locker room and their athletic area at the stadium. It looks, you know, very LSU-ish if we're, you know, just trying to draw an allegory between locker rooms. Um, they're doing a lot of really good things there in West Virginia in terms of building things up. And I think players are starting to notice that. You're, I think you may you may see their 2022 class be, you know, something particularly different in terms of what we've seen at West Virginia in the past. You uh, look around the conference, and there's also the other side. That's the Kansas is the world. Leaving Kansas aside, though, Matt Wells at Texas Tech is he in trouble already in year three? He might be a little bit in trouble. Mm. I, I tend to think that, that Tech will cut him a little bit of slack, given everything that happened last year. But, you know, the funny thing is, you know, he he spoke to the media longer than any other coach did. Really? Uh, both days. Uh, during the breakout session, uh, we went from, I think, 3.30 to 4. And at 4.15, he was still talking, you know, to anybody who wanted to talk to him. So he, he went 45, 50 minutes, and he was on time. You know, Sark was five minutes late, or 15 minutes late. He was 15 minutes long. You know, Wells was there the whole time. Uh, they've done a pretty good job of adding some talent in the transfer market. You know, getting uh, Tyler Shuck in mm-hmm. at quarterback. I personally think he's going to win the job. I don't think there's any question about that. I think he has the chance to really uh, potentially elevate that offense. They've got a lot of really good pieces. They've got a great running back room, in my opinion. I think they could do a really good job of running the ball this year. Um, so there's obviously some great pieces on the offensive side of the football. As always with Texas Tech, it's going to be about how quickly they can develop their defense and turn it into a competent unit because they can score points. They showed that last year. They've just got to get better on the defensive side of the football. And if they show progress there this year, you know, significant progress, then I think that buys Matt Wells some more time and, and love it. Uh, your thoughts on Iowa State, obviously Matt Campbell, uh, Brees Hall, and Greg Eisworth. What were your takeaways on the Cyclones? Yeah, they, I, they, they look like they're ready to play now. <laughs> they they look like they want to kick it off tomorrow and get this thing started because I think they, you know, not just the high expectations around them, they have high expectations for themselves. They know they're good. They know they're one of the best teams in the country. They know that they're perhaps the best Iowa State team on paper uh, that has ever been, and I think they're they're eager to get out and prove it. I mean, for them, that was the tone that I got from them the whole day they were there. Like, we're ready to go. Let's go kick it off tomorrow. We'll go out in the parking lot now and kick it off if you want to do that. I mean, that's just that was just their attitude the entire day. 
Heartland College Sports, great website. So as you guys get ready for the football season, we had Pete Mundo on here recently, talked with Derek Duke last week. What's the game plan here leading forward? A lot of, of course, individual teams, uh, media days coming up. What do you guys have planned at Heartland College Sports? Yeah, we got a lot of uh, content that came out of media day. I mean, I'm I'm still going through uh, <laughs> interviews and stuff like that. We got plenty of good stuff coming uh, down the line. Uh, good piece on how um, O'Shawn Mathis at TCU, um, you know, went, made one visit to TCU, made his commitment, didn't visit anywhere else, and it kind of speaks to the culture there. Uh, attack. I think I think we're going to have a Kenny Hill piece. You know, Kenny Hill is now the quarterbacks coach at, tech, at TCU, wow. uh, and he seems to be working some really good. Uh, things around Max Duggan, their their young quarterback there. Uh, I was on Kansas duty, so I have a lot of Kansas stuff, and I was on Texas. You Texas, drew the short so straw? Texas Tech stuff. <laughs> yeah, not only did I draw the short straw, but they weren't able to show right. up, which uh, they, they made it work. You know, yeah. it, it was interesting to do a Zoom session on a giant screen at 1 o'clock in the afternoon with Lance Leipold, but we got it done. <laughs> Yeah, I'm anxious to see how he does there. I, I think he's a good football coach. We'll see, we we shall see. Uh, College Football America. We know that Brock Purdy is the cover boy. Uh, when is that? Uh, when's that going to be available? Any day now. Uh, we were actually talking last night. We had some had some issues with our publisher with the cover. Oddly enough, but uh, we've turned everything in. We should have a, a book link in a day or two. And once we do, I'll. I'll uh, at you guys on Twitter, and we'll get that out there. Good stuff. And finally, uh, the Cowboys. Uh, look, I picked them last year to win the Super Bowl. I won't make that mis- or play in the Super Bowl. I won't make that mistake again. But they're certainly, I think, going to win the NFC East. Who's their biggest competition? Is it Washington to fear most? Does Jones get things going with the Giants? I think the Eagles are going to stink. But it seems like it's the Cowboys division, or am I all wet again? No, I, I think they have every opportunity to win the division. Um, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm most worried about Washington. They've got a great defense. Um, you know, even though they've changed quarterbacks, I don't think that they've lost that much at that position. I think they brought in Fitzpatrick. So, I mean, you know, Fitzmagic seems to find a way to get things done whenever he's on the field. But, uh, um, you know, Washington has emerged as a quality team. They're not, you know, I don't think they're at that above average elite Super Bowl contender level, but, uh, they've got a lot of good pieces. Ron Rivera's doing some really good work, and uh, I-, I could see them progressing into the team that would give the Cowboys the most trouble in a division race. Good stuff, Matt Postens. Thanks for what you do for us. Appreciate you uh, popping on. Hey, no problem at all. Good to talk to you. Matt Postens, Heartland College Sports. Uh, as they do a terrific job uh, with covering the Big 12 uh, from a whole bunch of different angles, and uh, we shall... Um, impose on the Heartland College staff team uh, throughout the uh, regular season. We'll take our final time out of the hour. David Kaplan is 15 minutes away. He's sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Tom Kakert will help us preview Big Ten Media Days. We are hopeful that uh, on Friday at 10.30 we'll be able to facilitate Kirk Ferentz, uh, his press conference from Big Ten Media Days. Uh, he, st- he speaks on Friday morning at 10.30. I think they're, they're prompt. They're 10.30 to 10.45. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get, um, again, if we can pull it off and we anticipate, don't we? I think so. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I remember those moments, though, Kirk, and he's been there so long. Any more questions for yeah. Kirk? Right. And there's been it a few feels times awkward. Because the local beat guys don't want to use a question. Precisely. That they're going to get a better answer on the side. Uh-huh. So they're not going to use their, their bullets at that point. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there. The national media says, looking around. Now, this year, Kirk will be fine. But 
remember one year, I think it was maybe Terry Hepner, the late Terry Hepner of Indiana, being there. Nobody asked a question. <laughs> and finally, it was like... A, a mercy question? It, it felt like hours. It was probably 30 seconds. Finally, somebody <laughs> raised their hand. Oh, I, I think everybody in the media room just wanted to crawl into a shell. It was so well, I know Hepner did for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, final time out of the hour. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 Kicks and Owen 106. Truly welcome. Gentlemen, see how nice a dame you Welcome can back, Miller and Condon. Good choice, TC. Get uh, us in the mood here. You going to be dressing up? You going to have your Rat Pack outfit on? No. No? No fedora? <laughs> no, no. No fedora. No. Old school Vegas. Yeah, I can't. Uh, fun. Old school Vegas. All right, we're going to have a blast. Looking forward to it. Uh, now you're not going to be with me tonight, right? You've got uh, you're going you're going um, big time on me here. <laughs> I'm big time in it. Yeah, I having dinner with uh, some of the families of the basketball games I'll be covering out there. So where are they taking you? Uh, we're going to cut by Wolfgang Puck. So hopefully you're not going to be reaching into your wallet. I was told that I will not. Well, that's so. probably so. The tomahawk chop. It's coming my way. So it was $215. That's one of the things about Vegas. I mean, there's so many things in Vegas. There are so many good places to eat. Yes. It's just, it's overwhelming. And it doesn't matter from anything to... Whatever you want. High-end steak, yep. seafood too, mm-hmm. even great fast food. You're just getting something in... Well, the in and out there's so many yeah. people that go across the street. Yep. The street, the interstate. <laughs> uh, and it's right by Legion Stadium, that in and out And... Um, I don't know. Great burgers, terrible fries. Don't get you the know fries. what? I've eaten there once, and I was people waiting in line for this. It's not worth waiting in line. Yeah, it's, I, it's maybe a fast I expected more. Right? You know, maybe I expected more, but uh, nonetheless, to each their own. Uh, looking forward to getting there. All right, coming up in hour number two, we will get the latest from David Kaplan. Chris Bryant being pulled from the game last night, hamstring fatigue. Cubs had a really good comeback. They did. I mean, I didn't see it. <laughs> I saw the highlights. Right? I was not watching that, though. I watched I, I tuned in at halftime. They were down 6-1. Watched it until tip-off time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't look like it was going their way. Trevor Williams, as expected, a couple of good innings, and then the inevitable happened. But they came back yesterday. Uh, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.